And the fight went throughout, everywhere. It's not just IT. That's another false idea that IT did a revolution. But Jamaica fought a lot more than we did. Cuba has much more revolts than we did. But IT, the difference, IT succeeded. And that is what makes the difference. So the revolution is all over. It's not the Haitian revolution. The Haitian revolution is just one tip of the revolution against slavery that went throughout the world and received its first major success in Haiti. So if Haiti, a god-awful thing to say, if Haiti just quietly sunk into the Caribbean or rose up 300 feet, it wouldn't matter a whole but lot to on the wake up. Live from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up with your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family and shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio army. You can check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. Telling you now, folks, if you're tuning in on the IG, you should also tune in on onthewakeupradio.com because we're going to talk about some hot shit tonight. Been experiencing a lot of censorship, especially in the last couple of months, and so it's only to be expected now. Um, so definitely check us out there. You can also check out our archives at SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you do check us out on those and you like what you hear, hit that like button, please, and also hit the share button. Share this content with someone who you feel is on the wake up and might be ready for it. I had one of my people tell me straight up, she said, I'm going to share this with people who may not be ready to hear this content, and that's dope too. Because, pfft, yo, they're trying to get us back against the wall right now. So we're going to talk about all that stuff in a minute. But, you know, share this with somebody. Share this content. Anyone who you think is ready to hear it. Because, you know, these are the type of discussions that we need to be having. It is 2021. I give thanks that we've even made it this far into it. You know, a lot of people didn't make it this far. A lot of people, you know went out in 2019, 2020, even part of 2021. So we already know there are no guarantees in this game of life. You know, the one thing that we can guarantee is that at some point we're going to make our exit, right? So you want to make sure that you contribute in the best way that you know how. So check out that website. You know how we do, folks, just warming up the mic right now. Um... Big shout out to FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell. Thank you, Deanne, for keeping on the lights. Is Deanne keeping on the lights, though? We're going to find out tonight because she may not be, actually. USA Outage Map. It's always a place I like to look to see what's going on with the blackout situations in this country right now. Poweroutage.us. That's just a good resource for folks to check out. How are we looking? Uh, Michigan and... Yeah, Michigan's looking kind of crazy right now, actually. 
Yeah, Michigan. Is that Michigan too? Yeah, Mich Michigan is looking crazy right now on the outage map. In the areas, St. Joseph, St. Joseph County, Branch County, Hillsdale County, Monroe County, Wayne County, Washtenaw County, Jackson County, Calhoun County, Livingston, Oakland, Macomb, and Lapeer County in Michigan are looking fucked up right now. Be safe out there, Michigan. You know, it's it's always oh, and Cali too. Cali is looking a little yellow right now. But let me see. It's um Plumas County. I don't know what's going on in California with the fires right now, but th there's so much to talk about and so much to touch on that's going on in the world at the moment, folks. It's like where to start? Where to start? I honestly don't even know where to start sometimes, but I do know where to start. Another damn earthquake. So it's registering right now. It's a 7.2 on the Richter scale. <sighs> Over 700 people have lost their lives, you know. I don't know if the U.S. is going to send down forces at this point, if they're going to send down military. I know they've been wanting to send military back down there. Are they going to do it? I don't know. But Haiti, Haiti it's like Haiti can't catch a break right now. The After the Haitian Revolution, peace, family, peace. Thank you for tuning in. After the Haitian Revolution, you know, that first off, Haiti beat out the British, the Spanish, and the French, you know? And it wasn't just to liberate that one little corner of the island of Hispaniola that we call Haiti or Haiti. It was to liberate the whole island of Hispaniola. So that's Haiti, and that's the Dominican Republic. So that means they had to beat out the French and the Spanish with guerrilla warfare, highly organized warfare too. You know, you had a lot of people, you had Africans and you had indigenous natives on the island who fought in that revolution. And the even the training, like you had warriors taken from Africa fresh off the battlefield, you know, who were trained officers in different African militaries. We had people from Benin. We had people from Dahomey. We had people from the Ashanti Empire, you know, and... They were brought over to in other parts of Africa, too. I, I don't know all the different parts that people were brought from, but I know many different parts of Africa were brought to Haiti. And the, even something like the Ashanti Empire, those people were highly organized, okay? Highly organized people. And so they were able to mount excuse me, they were able to mount these, this type of resistance against the French and, you know, brought them to their knees. And then they went on to, and then they went on to assist other countries to liberate themselves from colonialism and slavery. 
I don't have the list on me right now. I know we've talked about it on other shows. Thank you, Dr. Reverend Teresa. That's right. She said Jamaican Maroons as well. Yes. So that's one thing that um, Mama Baina Bello always talks about. If y'all do not know who that is, go check her out. Check out her audios. <clears throat> Ma Bello is still with us in the physical form, as far as I know. And, you know, she talks about Haitian our story or Haitian her story, because oftentimes we don't oftentimes we don't hear about the women who contributed to the liberation of African people who contributed to the liberation of black people in general. And so she always talks about that. But one thing she describes, and you might see it if you caught the ad today, she talks about how Haiti, that was just one revolution. There were a lot of uprisings, the Jamaican Maroons, St. What did she say? I think St. Thomas had their own, uh, Trinidad. There, there were so many different uprisings, Suriname. Guiana, um, Cuba, Brazil, you know, Colombia, all throughout South America, all throughout the Caribbean islands, Central America, Mexico, you know, fighting against oppression. And, and Haiti and IET was instrumental in a lot of that. I honestly don't know what's going on in IET right now. I have no details on anything. At this point, I'm just going to give you my opinion on stuff because I don't know. I don't know what's going on down there. And during these situations, it's often difficult to find out exactly what's going on. Especially if all the sources are coming from American mainstream media. (sighs) So I'll just... uh, I'll pull up, um, let me see. I'll pull up this from ABC News, you know? And that's the other thing, the language barrier. I wish I, sp- I wish I could speak Creole. I wish I could speak Creole because then I could go to certain news outlets, Haitian news outlets, and hear what the people are saying. Or, you know, citizen media, because that's the, that's the time that we're living in right now where you can go online to certain, you know, social media sites and you can just you'll have someone with the camera sitting there telling you exactly what's going on speaking Creole. I don't speak Creole, so I can't I'm I won't know what they're saying. That's that's the problem. Um and I'm always leery when it's coming from Western media because they have their agendas. You remember after the president the president of IET was assassinated just a few weeks ago and automatically, you know, The U.S. wants to send um, FBI and State Department, all kind of people down there to help them out, right? They're entertaining, sending military down there to help them out with the situation. The Haitians don't want that. They don't want that. You got some people maybe calling for that, but I'm pretty sure a majority of Haitians do not want the U.S. meddling in their affairs right now, because every time the U.S. meddles in Haitian affairs, there's more child trafficking, there's more drug trafficking, there's more crime, there's more corruption. 
That's what happens. <clears throat> this is from ABC News about an hour ago. It says, Haiti earthquake latest, nearly 1,300 people dead, officials say, with the death toll now nearing 1,300 people and thousands more injured after a devastating 7.2 magnitude earthquake rocked IET Saturday morning, the beleaguered nation faces the threat of fast approaching tropical storm Grace, potentially exposing an already vulnerable population to a double impact in a matter of days. See, and that's another shit like it's tropical storm business, you know. I'm telling you, man, in the, in the infamous words of DMX, of Tommy Buns, when it rains, niggas get wet, you know. Haiti's Civil Protection Agency announced Sunday that the death toll had jumped from more than 700 to at least 1,297. Initial reports indicate there are more than 700 collapsed buildings, including hospitals and schools, at least 3,778 homes destroyed, and significant damage to infrastructure and roads. Grace is forecast to make landfall in Haiti between August 16 and 17. So that's really today. And tomorrow, because it's already Monday. It's already Monday right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So now the, the Haitian president is assassinated, brutally assassinated, brutally assassinated. Then they had another earthquake, which is devastating them. Then they've got Tropical Storm Grace coming, folks. And this is why, you know, this is my theory, okay, because I don't know. I don't have any way to prove this. But, um, you know, we have to look at things like harp off top. We have to look at something like HARP. You know what I mean? Look at HARP. Look at the weather warfare. Yes, we do still have some, you know, weather sometimes, regular weather. But there's so much weather warfare going on and so much fuckery. Like, the name of this episode tonight is War Against the People. And as you see... We're moving into this age of, now folks, if you're listening on the IG, make sure you go to onthewakeupradio.com because it's about to get real hot from this point out. You might get kicked off the live feed, which tends to happen, but you can listen to the crisp, clear transmission from onthewakeupradio.com, okay? So... I'm going to give you all a minute to go to that. If you're listening on the Instagram, that's cool. You can stay on the Instagram. Just turn the volume down and listen in on onthewakeupradio.com, okay? Because it's going to get hot from this point out. And I'm telling you, man, people constantly report to me that as the program goes on, they get kicked out of the transmission or I freeze or whatever. Like, But it never shows up on my screen. On my screen, it looks like I'm still transmitting normally. To everybody that's listening, it, it comes in differently. So I'm just giving you the heads up now, and I'll give you all a couple moments to go to onthewakeupradio.com <clears throat> before I really start going in. But as I was saying, all right, if y'all aren't on there, then I don't know what to tell you. As I was saying, so we're moving now into this era of vaccine mandates, you know, and every time the people start to uprise, that is when 
things start to get goofy. That's when the government starts to shift things around because they realize that they cannot, they, they don't stand a chance against the people. Just look in 2019, right? 2019, you had mass uprisings around the world. You had China, you had France, you had the United States, you know, the, the, the French yellow vest, that shit was ill, you know, and people were watching as that was going on. And I'll take, I'll bring you back because this all connects to what was going on with the, with the yellow vests was that, you know, the, it, people, the, the prices for diesel fuel were going up in France. And that was directly related to the Paris Climate Conference because that mandated that people be taxed a little higher. This is the whole thing, like taxing people into submission, you know? My, my brother John always talks about it, the financial castration of people. If, if they can't do it with the carrot, they're going to do it with the stick, okay? That's the whole thing. And they said it. They, someone from the White House openly said that shit. You know, we tried to carry for long enough. Now it's time to use the stick. Like, what? Like, what kind of fucking tyrant says that? You know what I mean? So that's what was going on in France with the, with the protests over there with the yellow vest is that they were being taxed too high. So they were outraged. You know, if like apparently if you own a car in, in France, you have to have a yellow vest. And I don't know if you have to drive around with the yellow vest too. This is some like the most uncool shit in the world. You can't even sit there with your shorty and floss and look good with your chain on or whatever you're wearing because you got this fucking yellow vest. What? So listen, man, you know, and that's just one of those things where it's easy. It's easy for the authorities to stop somebody. And I think that's what it is. I got to go back and look. But I think that's what it is in in, uh, in France. Like, if you're not wearing your yellow vest, then you get fined or ticketed or some shit. Like, some wacky shit. I, you know what I mean? And they can come up with any justification for why they do it. But in the end of the day, they, so, that you know, so you have these yellow vest protests breaking out. And people, I'm telling you, man, and, and the yellow vest protests... It wasn't just about the fuel taxes. Like you had people marching over there talking about end pedophilia and human trafficking, all that shit. So, so, you know, and then in Hong Kong, just bring it back to China, right? In Hong Kong, you had people protesting because of the extradition laws where if someone is arrested in Hong Kong, they get brought to mainland China. And you don't want to get brought to mainland China and locked up because your ass may never come back. You know what I'm saying? They will disappear you off of the earth. You know what I'm saying? You will go from one person to a dozen different people because your organs will be in a dozen different people. You know? And in China, they live harvest people's organs. That is one of They have the, the uh, most readily available organ transplant system like motherfuckers could get a liver in a couple hours if you have the coin in china okay in this country if you want to get a liver or a heart you might be waiting years for that literally years for that 
Dick, people like Dick Cheney have to wait years to get hearts in this country. But if he was doing it in China, that motherfucker can go there, get a heart, next day delivery type of thing. Why? Because they live harvest people's organs over there. Just do, this isn't some conspiracy theory shit. Go do the homework. We done did shows about this in the past. Many people have talked about this at this point. It's not in the mainstream media, but it's well known at this point. Yes, they live harvest people's organs in China, okay? So in Hong Kong, when they were protesting, they were protesting literally for their lives, okay? And then what happens a few months later? Fucking CV. I'm not going to say it because I don't want my shit to glitch out too much. Peace and wellness. Peace. How you doing, King? But um, I was, I was reminded also about, it's funny because, well, I don't even want to tell you what I'm doing on this end, but my, my connection is all screwy right now. There was another thing that happened. There was another thing that that happened and let me see if I could pull this up for you because I had to go back. This is from this article is from November 6, 2019. Headline Pay attention folks. November 6, 2019. Okay? November 6, 2019. 11,000 scientists signed letter Suggesting population control to stop global warming. All right, because that's going to wrap all this shit we're seeing right now. 11,000 scientists signed letters suggesting population control to stop global warming. All right. What we're seeing right now, and this is my humble opinion. You know, my, my brother, my co-host, John, he's always talking about we need to audit these think tanks. You know, like who's coming up with these good ideas, right? Who's coming up with these suggestions? 11,000 scientists felt that this was okay, that this was the, the route to take. All right. See if I could pull this up. But you know, and it's it's not the headline, in my opinion, is a lot softer than what's actually being suggested in this. Because you gotta remember, scientists, right? Scientists are like the new, I don't know what you call them. Uh the, the new wizards and warlocks of the day, you know, they go in and, and they manipulate matter at the, at the most elemental level. You know what I mean? They go in and they mess with, with viruses, pathogens, with, with living, with living creatures, you know, these li living organisms at the, the smallest of level, you know? And, and then they unleash these things on the world, like even the um, quantum mechanics. 
the type of things that they're doing with their nanotechnology, you know, the binding of humans, or excuse me, of organic living beings and synthetic living beings on the quantum level. Like, I'm telling you, these are these modern day warlocks. Psycho-spiritual warlocks, you know, calling themselves scientists, magicians in a way. And then they're also being hailed as the authorities on, you know, the direction the world should take, right? So they're like, you know, you remember back at, at a one time in history, human sacrifice was a big thing. I mean, it's it's a big thing now, but, you know, I guess people don't think of it necessarily in the same way. But you think about, you know, you had the priests over there uh, convening over some kind of ceremony, then a motherfucker gets sacrificed by the end of that ceremony, right? And that's who they paid attention to. That's who they listened to. They said, listen, if you don't listen to me, motherfucker, the gods are going to be displeased. Well, they've replaced the gods with themselves. And now they make decisions like this based off of, you know, it's, it's trick knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And, and false science. And the thing with the philosophy is if you can find, if you can create a philosophy then you can fit real world events into that philosophy and real world scenarios into that philosophy. So their philosophy says there's too many people on the earth. For them, the end justifies the means. So 11,000 scientists can now sign on and say, listen, their popular, uh, excuse me, climate change is a real thing. And one of the ways to curb climate change is not only to control the population, but find a way to reduce the population. Okay? And so these psycho-spiritual warlocks who are basically running the show to a certain extent because every president has scientific advisors, okay? Every world leader has scientific advisors, the United Nations, the World Health Organization, UNICEF, uh, UNESCO, all these people have scientific advisors. They have, you know, full um, departments. I don't even know what you would call them, bar, but departments, bureaus, um, bureaucrats who are committed to climate change and the reduction of climate change. So that whole philosophy that the climate change is being caused by the average person, it's all being orchestrated in the first place. And so a lot is revolving around that. So, and that's what I'm saying when these 11,000, 11,000 motherfuckers got together and said, hey, you know, it'd be a great idea if we not only controlled the growth of population, but found a way to reduce population. 11,000 motherfuckers signed off on this in November of 2019. And then what, three, four months later, 
all of a sudden the pandemic pops off. A pandemic pops off. I don't know. This shit stinks to me. Call me crazy. You know? And I'm seeing if I can find the actual paper. Because I read through it the other day. You know, they warn of a climate emergency. I remember a few years ago. What is this? I, I, in 2018? Yeah. It was around 2018. I had people coming to me telling me, they say, hey, brother, you heard the world's going to end by 2030? You heard we have 12 years to live? What? 12 years? Oh, Agenda 2030. You know what I'm saying? But if you never heard of Agenda 2030, then none of that's going to make sense to you. You're going to buy into the fear. Why? Because the scientists told you that we have 12 years to live. Let me see if I can pull up one of these articles. Hold on. Let me see if I can just pull one up. Because people think I be bullshitting when I talk. Okay. It's from Forbes magazine. Two years old. So this is from October 2018. Okay. Headline. Why it's misleading to say we only have 12 years to avert dangerous climate change. Is your brother Cam making it up? No, I am not. Quote, we have 12 years to limit climate change catastrophe, end quote. Planet has only until 2030 to stem catastrophic climate change, end quote. Quote, we have 12 years to act on climate change before the world as we know it is lost, end quote. Quote, the world has just over a decade to get climate change under control. This is from Forbes magazine, so there's no bullshit, okay? If you want a credible source, this is it. So, so say the headlines today. They are certainly correct to emphasize that climate change is an extreme threat to our civilization and that we need to take urgent action. But the claim that there are 12 years until the point of no return is at best questionable and at worst actively confusing. The reality is that there is no such cutoff, just a problem that gets worse and worse the later we leave it. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and yes, y'all should probably check that out, the Internet Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, because that's probably like the world government, you know, one piece of the world government. The IPCC has today published a special report looking at the impacts that are likely if the world warms by 1.5 degrees Celsius. This is a crucial question because 1.5 degrees Celsius was the target that almost all the world's governments agreed to in 2015. In that year's Paris Agreement, nations promised to, quote, keep a global temperature rise this century well below 2 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels and to pursue efforts to limit the temperature increase even further to 1.5 degrees Celsius, end quote. So it would be good to know that 1.5 degrees Celsius would look like and what it would take to ensure the planet warms no further. You know, I don't need to go into all the details of this article. You see what I'm talking about. This is the conversation that was being had. And so this is why we always say peep the propaganda. Because I told you, people were coming to me, people that I never thought I'd hear this shit from saying, you know, we only have a, de a decade or so to live. You know, the world's going to end in 12 years. This is what people were telling me. And this is the, the propaganda that was being fed to people. And people were being prepared 
for what we are experiencing today, okay? They're going to blame this this virus on climate change for somehow. Hold on. Let me just look that up. Let me just... Let me just look that up, you know, because, again, you know how we do on this show. Um, so I just want to see for myself if this is being done at this point. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What's this talking about? World Economic Forum, you know these sons of bitches. World Economic Forum, this is straight from the World Economic Forum, okay? How our headline, how our response to climate change and the coronavirus are linked. Dun, dun, dun. Watch these motherfuckers. You got to watch the World World Economic Forum. The coronavirus, when, when is this from? I don't see a date on this. Oh, yeah, April 20th, 2020. April 2nd, 2020, excuse me. The coronavirus pandemic may lead to a deeper understanding of the ties that bind us on a global scale. Well-resourced healthcare systems are essential to protect us from healthy security threats, including climate change. From health security threats, including climate change. The support to resuscitate the economy after the pandemic should promote health Equity and environmental protection. They throw around that word equity, but what's equity? We live in an age in which intersecting crises are being lifted to a global scale with unseen levels of inequality, environmental degradation, and climate destabilization, as well as new surges in populism, conflict, economic uncertainty, and mounting public health threats. All are crises that are slowly tipping the balance, questioning our business-as-usual economic model of the past decades and requiring us to think our next, rethink our next steps. There are, to a certain degree, parallels that can be drawn between the current COVID-19 pandemic and some of the other contemporary crises our world is facing. All require a global to local response and long-term thinking. All need to be guided by science. I told you about those scientists, right? All need to be guided by science and need to protect the most vulnerable among us. And all require the political will to make fundamental changes when faced with existential risks. So uh, this is is going on, you know, at the World Health Organization, WHO, where, where I am part of the climate change team, we are seeing the devastating consequences of underprepared health systems when they are faced with these increasingly regular shocks. Some of these health impacts have a clear climate change signature, such as the increasing frequency and strength of extreme weather events or the expanding range and spread of vector-borne diseases like malaria or dengue. For others, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, the connection with climate change is less clear-cut because maybe it's not there. So this is just going on, you know, and I think, and this is my opinion again, so I think in the end of the day, they need to draw that correlation so that people can get on board with, you know, what's coming down the line because this, this 
pandemic is the perfect opportunity to do things that they would not have been able to do without it. Hmm. And then it goes in, oh yeah, like you can, you know, just so much to unpack with all this because look, this, this is, I'm not even gonna read this article. This is from Pittsburgh something. I'm just gonna read this headline. Paul Krugman, climate denial, COVID-19 denial, and the right's dissent. So this is about, you know, the right wing where, you know, again, they're playing that left-right paradigm where there's no act. There's actually no such thing as the left-right paradigm. That's just a way to put people against each other because governments, again, going back to the protests, right? That's popular dissent across the board, whatever it is. People are uprising and they don't want that shit. So it's better. Listen, if they can't um, focus on an external enemy, then they're going to put the people against each other in order to protect the politicians and those ilk from being overrun. Okay? What we saw on January 6th to me was a big psyop because. You know, like, I, listen, I literally had video of cops letting people come into the Capitol building. I have video of that shit. Just because I ain't posted doesn't mean I don't have it. Lots of people have that video, you know, where you see the fucking cops opening the barrier. He's like, come on, come on. What the fuck is that? That shit is fishy. And I'm sure there are people out there who will tell you that that's conspiracy theory if you say that. But it actually happened. So I, I believe that was largely orchestrated. And, you know, you had agent provocateurs in there. Yes, you did have Antifa people in there. It was one job just to, you know, be agents of chaos at the end of the day. Yeah. Yo, there were some cops who were, you know, fighting back, tussling with the people. Then you had some cops who were letting people in. Who was who? I don't know. Those people were welcomed into the Capitol. And that right there was, you know, it was a missed opportunity because nothing happened from it, you know? There was no accountability. It was done, you know, what what in a way it was done in the name of of Donald Trump, you know. And so it's not something that was able to pull even a large percentage of the country together. The shit looked crazy in the end of the day and nothing came of it. No politicians were held accountable. You know, I, whether they did grab some information is debatable. I heard they had some special ops team in there who grabbed some, you know, stuff off the laptops and were, I don't know, I guess shit, for, for me, I can't be, I haven't been able to verify any of that stuff. I hear things, you hear military people talking about this stuff, certain military people, you know, and retired military talking about, you know, what was grabbed and the what operation went on in there. Is it true? I don't know. It could be. But in the end of the day, none of these motherfuckers are in prison, as far as I know. You know, no, no real information has come out to the public. Listen, 
all that. And I know we say, I feel like I know we repeat shit a lot on this show because we got to drive the point home. All that Epstein shit. Oh, if we were to get real justice, all that stuff will come out because the judges are just sitting on that information right now. The judges are literally sitting on the information. They know all the corrupt politicians and billionaires and tycoons around the world who were involved in this child, child uh, pedophilia, sex trafficking. Okay, They know the people who are in positions of power as we speak who were involved in these things. Okay, When it comes to the different the, the scandals of the, um, the different economic collapses we've had in the Federal Reserve, they know the individuals who drove our, our economy into the ground and haven't released that to the public, okay? They know the people, like, you look at what happened with Benghazi and all that shit. They know the different situations of when, of, of how weapons were funneled to terrorist organizations, you know what I'm saying? Like the creation of ISIS. One big thing that I learned about Benghazi, I'm sure a lot of you know, um, is that they were using the embassy in Libya to basically funnel weapons to this budding terrorist organization called the Islamic State. And they got caught and they got their asses handed to them. And then the Obama administration and Hitler and all them, they let them torture. They let them torture those people for hours. That shit was not a short time. From what I understand, it was like eight hours of fucking hell. You know what I'm saying? I think they uh, they violated, what was his name? That What was that um ambassador, whatever his name was? I think they did him dirty. I think they violated that man. You know what I mean? And so all that shit, all that information is out there. There's so many people should be in prison right now. It is disgusting. It is disgusting. And what do they do? They hit us with a fucking pandemic. <laughs> and anybody who's even a, been a little bit aware, even over the last decade, let's say you haven't been awake for two decades, three, four, five decades. Let's say you've been awake for the last decade. The amount of filth that has gone on where there's been no accountability, no accountability whatsoever. You know, that you you know something. Once this pandemic hit, you knew something was fucked up. Yo, I'm telling y'all, Sergeant Major Dan Page, I did a video, what, almost a decade ago now. Sergeant Major Dan Page, was talking about how there would be, uh, you know, there would basically the Constitution would change the con the 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 U.S. would be presented with a new Constitution. They would uh, enact the FEMA regions. They'd give us martial law, but they wouldn't call that. It'd be some kind of emergency police powers. Um, he talked about watch out for international events. He, this is this is specifically what he said, and which is crazy because, and this is why I'm probably going to do another version of the video. He said four things. What what were the four things? He said look out for an international event. He said these are four distractions to watch for. Okay, look out for an international event. We got a international event for that ass. 
Uh, we were thinking, a lot of us were thinking it was going to be a war or something like that. But no, we got fucking pandemic, international event, right? He told us to watch out for racial. You're going to see some kind of racial tension mounting. Somebody will be accused of racism, okay? We had 2020. What do we have? That was the year of Black Lives Matter, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. 2020, we had all these uprisings going on all around the world, actually, in the name of George Floyd, right? Um, he said, look out for men being accused of domestic violence, you know? Um, and I, I would even put, like, again, the, uh, what's that scumbag's name? The Harvey Weinstein the the Bill Cosby's, fucking even Andrew Cuomo now. We're going to talk about that cocksucker in a little bit too. Fucking Andrew Cuomo. And then um, what's the fourth one? I always forget the fourth one. But he was saying clearly we're seeing that stuff. You know what I'm saying? The domestic violence or the abuse of women in general. International event. Racism. Oh, yeah. Domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism. You're going to have people who are being accused of domestic terrorism. Well, what are they doing with... Hold on. Let me just pull this shit up just to make sure. Because, again, you know, your brother likes to back up shit with sources, right? Um, I'm just typing in domestic terrorism in my search engine and seeing what comes up. Who are the current domestic terrorists? Let me see. Oh wait, let me read the let me read the the article that I'm already on right now. <laughs> MSN.com. Paul Krugman headline: Paul Krugman climate denial, COVID nineteen denial, and the right's dissent. Okay. Before the right embraced COVID nineteen denial, there was climate denial. Many of the attitudes that have characterized the right-wing response to the coronavirus pandemic, refusal to acknowledge facts, accusations that scientists are part of a vast liberal conspiracy, refusal to address the crisis, were foreshadowed in the climate debate. Yet, from the response to COVID-19 among Republican officials, especially the opposition to life-saving vaccines, it's hard to escape the conclusion that the paranoid, anti-rational streak in American politics isn't as bad as we thought. It's much, much worse. Really? On Monday, the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change released its latest report. The conclusions won't surprise anyone who has been following the issue, but they were terrifying all the same. Major damage from climate change, the panel tells us, is already locked in. In fact, it's already happening as the world experiences extreme weather events like heat waves in the Pacific Northwest, floods in Europe that have been made far more likely by rising global temperatures. And unless we take drastic action very soon, catastrophe looms. Um, basically, there's just, you know, a lot of this is talking shit about people who don't believe in the politicized climate change, who don't believe in politicized pandemic, you know? But 
let me see. But we need to watch out because they are painting people. Basically, if you are a vaccine denier, someone who doesn't want to get one, they're painting you as a right-wing conspiracy nut. Okay? If you are promoting people who question the official narrative, you're being labeled as a conspiracy theorist, okay? And ultimately, you know, domestic terrorism. Um, seeing if I could find something that actually says it, that actually uses those words. Because I've, you know, I'm hearing it tossed around. Let me see what this says. Ooh. When is this from? Hmm. This headline this is from neutraltruth.org. The vaccine hesitant headline, the vaccine hesitant and conspiracy theorists, a domestic terrorism threat. New Homeland Security. Um... Sayer G reports on a concerning development. The Department of Homeland Security just released a terrorism bulletin implying that those who question, resist, or disobey government COVID-19 restrictions or question the origin of COVID-19 or vaccine, effect, vaccine effectiveness could be or are being targeted as a domestic terrorism. And I saw this, uh, this thing, potential terror threats. Opposition to COVID measures, claims of election fraud, belief Trump can be reinstated, 9-11 anniversary, and religious holidays. Let me see if I could pull this up, this DHS national terrorism alert. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so we got our international event. We got our racism we got our domestic violence, anything against women, and then we got our domestic terrorists. What the, Sergeant Major Dan Page says is when you see all of these events, these four events starting to play out, these are distractions. He said you're going to see them start to bang on this in the media. They're going to start to bang on these things, right? Haven't they been banging, especially in the last year and a half? said, when you see this, forces are going to come in. He said, you're going to see contractors, Spetsnaz type caps. If you don't know what Spetsnaz is, look that up. S-P-E-T-S-N-A-Z. S-P-E-T-S-N-A-Z. Spetsnaz. Those are Russian special forces. Those are some bad motherfuckers. Those are who Vladimir Putin sent in to go fight the Islamic State motherfuckers, okay? While the U.S. was dilly-dallying around and pussyfooting around, you know what I'm saying? Uh, bombing Assad's. <laughs> bombing Bashar al-Assad stuff, the president of Syria. While he was bombing, uh, you know, military stuff in Syria and damaging Syria. Calling it fighting ISIS. Vladimir Putin sent motherfuckers in there to go fight the Islamic State, the Daesh motherfuckers. 
and with the help of so uh what's his name Kasim Soleimani the Iranian general completely fucked them up <laughs> that's who he sent in there so Sergeant Major Dan Page is telling us that there's a whole lot of them in this country hundreds of thousands of them in this country and that's verified because there are hundreds of thousands of them in this country on Trump military basis training you got some towns that are fully chocked full of Spetsnaz and you know what I'm saying Russian special cats you know people, motherfuckers you don't want to mess with um I'm sure there's some Chinese in here, some Koreans in here, too. I'm sure there's a lot of different nationalities of soldiers in here right now, special ops motherfuckers who might just be doing these door-to-doors because that's what Sergeant Major Dan Page says. He says when that happens, you're going to start to see the military being assembled, right? In in preparation for some kind of invasion you know the so think about it even in the last year and change where the pieces and the framework have to be established for this type of thing to actually occur right you have to because that's a lot this country's big so and whoever's doing it whoever's going to do it is working with our selected officials because they're in lockstep. You remember that terminology, lockstep? That's where everybody's, you know, arm in arm and we all move together forward, right? Walk with the right foot in there, move with the left foot. That's what they're talking about. They're all on the same page. Many, if not all the politicians know about this. A lot of the media people know about this too. And nobody's warning us because they don't give a fuck. Maybe whatever they're seeing, maybe it's like some go along to get along shit where whatever they're seeing is too massive and scary to fight against. Maybe they've just been been bought out because that's a thing too, you know. Maybe they say, the love of money, maybe I'll go to my island. Maybe I'll go to my Elysium and I'll get out of this shit. Maybe they've been compromised by some Epstein shit, you know. The... One thing, peace, peace, family. One thing with the whole Epstein stuff and with the child trafficking. So you have some people who are, and we were talking about politicians and people of that ilk, you know, politicians, people that really make uh, <clears throat> decisions. Thank you, Fedco collaborators, right? <clears throat> you have some collaborators who are completely in line with it, they're down with the child trafficking, they're down with the pedophilia, that's their lifestyle, they're with that shit, right? You got some of those people. Then you got some people, especially when it comes to politicians who, you know, maybe they're married, you know, maybe they, they uh, someone threw a, a, a honeypot at them, maybe someone threw a dude at them and they're secretly gay and they don't want that to come out to their family member. Or maybe someone threw a 16, 17-year-old girl at them who they thought was 21. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like them young, but I ain't know she was that young type of shit. You know what I mean? Compromise. These motherfuckers have been compromised. You got people like that who are going to go along with this plan because they don't want their dirt coming out. So they're getting paid off. They're accepting money. They're putting deals through whatever they got to do because they know that they've been compromised. We're coming up on the anniversary of 9-11 right now. I should pull this fucking article up, yo. Hold on. This is one of those articles where 
it was pretty much wiped off of the internet. So, you know, you got to do, you know, some stuff to find these articles. These articles were actually came up in the WikiLeaks content regarding 9-11. So this is from May 7th, 2002. This is from, who's this from? Salon.com. This is an article from Salon.com. Headline, the Israeli art student mystery. For almost two years, hundreds of young Israelis falsely claiming to be art students haunted federal offices, in particular the DEA. No one knows why and no one seems to want to find out. Ain't that some shit? People claiming to be Israeli art students hanging around the DEA. Huh? Does that sound a little fishy to you? This article was pulled from the internet, but you can still find it. You know, do archive shit. Um, let me see. Yeah. <clears throat> There's two different articles. So one of these articles, some parts are cut off. But I'll read it from this point. As a pattern, so, so, so I can't read the top part. Strangers of all, the students had visited the homes of numerous DEA officers and other senior senior federal officials. This is from Salon.com. As far as I know, it's a pretty credible source, right? 2002, this is from. As a pattern slowly emerged, the DEA appeared to have been targeted in what it called an quote-unquote organized intelligence gathering activity. But to what end and for whom, no one knew. Reports of the mysterious Israelis with an inexplicable interest in peddling art to G-men came in from more than 40 U.S. cities and continued throughout the first six months of 2001, pre-9-11 shit, right? Agents of the DEA, ATF, Air Force, Secret Service, FBI, and U.S. Marshals Service documented some 130 separate incidents of quote-unquote art student encounters. Some of the Israelis were observed diagramming the inside of federal buildings. So I guess they let these motherfuckers in, some of them. Some were found carrying photographs they had taken of federal agents. One was discovered with a computer printout in his luggage that referred to DEA groups. It's like heavy espionage, 2001, folks. In some cases, the Israelis visited locations not known to the public, areas without street addresses, for example, or DEA offices not identified as such, leading authorities to suspect that information had been gathered from prior surveillance or perhaps electronically from credit cards and other sources. What about from people who have been compromised? One Israeli was discovered holding banking receipts for substantial sums of money, close to $180,000 in withdrawals and deposits over a two-month period. A number of the Israelis resided for a period of time in Hollywood, Florida, the small city where Mohammed Atta and three terrorist comrades lived for a time before September 11. In March 2001, 
the Office of the National Counterintelligence Ex Executive, NCIX. A branch of the CIA issued a heads up to federal employees about, quote, suspicious visitors to federal facilities, end quote. The warning noted that, quote, employees have observed both males and females attempting to bypass facility security and enter federal buildings, end quote. Federal agents, federal agents, the warning stated, had arrested two of these individuals for trespassing and discovered that the suspects possessed counterfeit work visas and green cards, end quote. Shit. In the wake of the NCIX bulletin, federal officials raised several other red flags, including an Air Force alert, a Federal Protective Service alert, an Office of National Drug Control Policy security alert, and a request that the Immigration and Naturalization Service investigate a specific case. Officials began dealing more aggressively with the art students. According to one account, some 140 Israeli nationals were detained or arrested between March 2001 and September 11, 2001. Many of them were deported. According to the INS, the, de the deportations resulted from violations of student visas that forbade the Israelis from working in the United States. This shit is heavy. In fact, Salon has established that none of the Israelis were enrolled in the art school and most of them claim to be attending. The other college they claim to be enrolled in does not exist. This is the type of shit that was going on before 9-11, all right? After, after the September 11 attacks, many more young Israelis, 60, according to one AP dispatch and other reports, were detained and deported. The quote-unquote art students followed a predictable modus operandi. They generally worked in teams, typically consulting, consisting of a driver who was the team leader and three or four subordinates. The driver would drop the salespeople off at a given location and return to pick them up some hours later. The quote-unquote salespeople entered offices or approached agents in their offices or homes. Sometimes they pitched their artwork, landscapes, abstract works, homemade pins, and other items they carried about in portfolios. At other times, they simply attempted to engage agents in conversation. If asked about their studies, they something, something, something. Let me see. This guy, he talks about one of them, says they were invariably described as very attractive, blondes in tight shorts or jeans, real lookers, end quote. As one DEA agent put it to Salon, quote, they were flirty, flipping the hair, looking at you, smiling. Hey, how are you? Let me show you this. Everything a woman would do if she wanted to get something out of you, end quote. Some agents noted that the students made repeated attempts to avoid facility security personnel by trying to enter federal buildings through back doors and side entrances. On several occasions, suspicious agents who had been visited at home observed the Israelis after the quote-unquote students departed and noted that they did not approach any of the neighbors. So this just goes on. This is a long article. If y'all can find it, you should definitely look into it because this is what I'm talking about. How many people have been compromised in the first place? And this was going back to 2001. How many of these politicians have been compromised? How many of these DEA agents, all these Fed types, 
were compromised and we don't know about it. You think that you think all of these cases got stopped? You think all these, you know, cute little Israeli spies got stopped? No. Somebody got through the cracks. Somebody definitely got through the cracks. If one cuts in the end of the day, 9-11 went off. It didn't go off without a hitch, but it went pretty goddamn smoothly, if you ask me, because they convinced the world that some raggedy ass Taliban were were behind this this plot to knock down the twin towers and attack the pentagon in the name of islam and people bought that shit people bought it even though the details looked a little sketchy people still bought it okay so it didn't go it, it went off pretty much without a hitch you know anybody who questioned it what were they called a conspiracy theorist right and then it was silence if you were old enough to remember those times Listen, I have friends that enlisted in the military in that time. I have friends who were in the military before that and after that, okay? I have people who joined the military because of what happened on 9-11. I have people who went over there, you know? The whole infrastructure of the United States changed after that. And what we understood as our reality changed after 9-11. So, you know, the shit even if it didn't go off flawlessly, anybody who questioned what actually happened, anyone who would question the official narrative was called the conspiracy theorist, right? And this all wraps up into, you know, the present time, because again, we're seeing the same type of pattern reoccur. So all that to say, we don't know the amount of people who have been compromised over the years to allow something like this, what we see going on, occur. That's what people need to understand. And again, all this stuff has come out, okay? Every, all this stuff has come out. All this stuff is out there. It is in, um, you know, between the courts which the judges are withholding the information from the people and open source information. I mean, you know, you have so many, you do have journalists, you have journalists who have looked into this stuff over the years. You know what I mean? You have journalists who have done some really good work on this. You have journalists who have been killed because they stumbled onto some shit, you know? And where we're at right now, folks, they're, they're trying to change. Like, they already changed shit up on us, you know? Um, 2020 came in, just as Sergeant Major Dan Page said. He, he I don't want to say he predicted it, but he forecast. He told us what was going to come, and now we're living in it. And so, you know, one thing that people need to look out for is the wet teams. You know what I mean? Like, are wet teams going to start coming for people? Are you going to start to see people dis disappearing? Because there might. I've heard a lot of people reporting that. And... I think it's, to, it's, you know, people need to remain vigilant because one thing that you see is 
there are a lot of plans for what they want to do to people. But these type of folks, their plans never go exactly the way that they want them to. Yeah. Thank you. Vido, not, Vido said, then they tried genociding our troops with the vaccine for anthrax. Right. You remember that? They were, ex- <sighs> that shit was horrific. They mandated this vax- this uh, anthrax vaccine for a lot of the soldiers. And, you know, it, early on in my holistic studies, this was probably even before, even probably even before um, the, the, what do you call it? The Iraq war, the first Iraq war, they were having people get this anthrax shot. And when people got the shot, I mean, oh no, excuse me. I was looking at my holistic studies. This was before I was even in school studying this stuff. And they were telling us, the uh, my elders, they were telling us about these, this soldier who came and you know, he and his wife made a baby and the baby came out like a horrific monstrosity, like inside out type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And they were explaining to us that this is because of the shots that they received, the anthrax shot and the, uh, it was the anthrax shot. And I learned later on that it was also because of the depleted uranium because the, with the depleted uranium, you know, the, the ammunition that they were using was, was and still is depleted uranium. And whatever protection that they were using, the level of microns were a lot smaller than what, what the, uh, the protective equipment, it would go right through it. And so this was going, tacking them on the cellular, molecular level, the DNA level. And so you have a lot of people who received these shots who... You know, it's fucking up their DNA. They're getting all kind of sickness, Gulf War sickness. And, you know, investigations were done into this. And, you know, coincidentally enough, a lot of that material, that investigation material, was in the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Got destroyed. Just coincidentally happened to be in the same building that got blown up. 95. You know, so even from then, our soldiers didn't get justice. And now, so you can imagine why the military is hesitant against this. And again, if you don't have the media letting people know about this, if you don't have the, the, the media informing people about this, then what's the point of the media? The media is supposed to be the check and the balance between the people and the government. They're supposed to expose what's going on. And let us know, you know, for the for public safety, if nothing else. You know? Um, ooh, okay, okay. Loud Ogre says, I was in the Air Force from 2006 to 2012 and deployed four times. They were threatening to kick any out, anyone out or write Article 15s for anyone that refused. See? You know? says, I got stuck with all that shit. Who knows if it's a ticking time bomb? Um, 
it might be a ticking time bomb. You know what I'm saying? You never know with this shit. And that's the thing. Because they put these things into people's bodies. And, and I mean, we are like, not we, but a lot of people are, <sighs> we're like the guinea pigs for this shit, you know? Um, Vito says, this is why we can't take these shots. We can't allow them to give it to our troops. That's how China takes us out. Exactly, because, yo, I heard this thing, and I don't know how true this report is. I still want to see if I can verify it. But they said they gave it to the Australian Navy, and like 25% of them were sick and or dead. I don't know how true that is, but it's something that I heard. I heard it from a source that I think was pretty credible. They said they still needed to look into it. So I'm just putting that out there because, you know, we we have I'm not going to act like I know that's a real statistic, but that's something that all of us can look into. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't even worry about that shit. You know what I'm saying? There, there are always going to be people out here that try to uh, stomp out our light. But that's when you know you are doing the work. You know what I mean? Um, hey, I'm doing what I can out here. You know what I mean? And in the end of the day, like, because the thing is, we are in a time, and y'all know it right now, we are in a time when this shit matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're trying to, you know, I always have, I have this hashtag Rise of the Gestapo, you know what I'm saying? Just check it out when you get a chance, because it goes back years. Rise of the Gestapo goes back years, and it's, you know, showing, it's just to document what's been going on and what we're headed towards, and it's nothing good. I'm telling you, these motherfuckers out here, they, they want our backs up against the wall. But like we were saying, their plans never go exactly the way they want to. You know, they can try all they want. But for whatever reason, call it spirit, call it, you know, whatever the, the forces of nature conspiring in our favor. I, I don't know what to call it, but their plans don't always work out the way that they want them to. And so if nothing else, people should, you know, be a little inspired by that because, whew, Uh, yo, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Let me see. I'm trying to pull something up, but it's not. It's not pulling up for me right now. You know, we we've been set up by these politicians. So what we're seeing right now, we're seeing again protests. We're seeing protests. We're seeing people start to rise up. We're seeing healthcare workers. We're seeing people across the world rise up. You know what I mean? I was looking at videos today. And if you see in the ad, one of the videos is from St. Vincent. St. Vincent just had that that uh, volcano a couple months ago, right? St. Vincent's trying to push their vaccine mandates. And you know what happened to St. <laughs> Yo, 
the prime minister of St. Vincent got clocked in the head with the rock because people are not with that shit, okay? In Guyana, again, in the West Indies, in Guyana, in um, one part of the country, they're trying to um, enforce this vaccine mandate over there. Excuse me. They're trying to force this, this vaccine mandate with government workers and hospital workers. They're saying you can't come to work if you don't get the shot. So what do they do? They say we're not coming to work. And so the percentage of people that decided not to come to work is putting pressure because now you got no one to run the hospitals. You got no government workers in there. And now they're seeing the actual numbers like, oh, wait, no, we have the power. You can make whatever mandate you want, but we have the power. Folks, listen, that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at right now is we are being shown that the people have the power in the end of the day. And we can't let these tyrants bully us around. Right? Because they're going to put these mandates in place. And they're going to tell people, oh, you can't go to this, you can't go to that unless you get this shot. But it's like they're not necessarily the ones that are in power. Does that make sense? Because... At the end of the day, it's the people that have the power. The people are the ones that tell them what to do, and that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it was always supposed to be in this country, especially in the United States. Can't speak of every other country, but in the United States, it's the people that have the power. And I think we're really going to see that put on display in these next few days, you know, in NYC, they're starting with this mandate, starting with this, uh, you know, they're pushing the vaccines a little bit harder, but then they're saying you can't go into restaurants and other establishments if you don't, if you haven't gotten the shot. And that's going to, you know, create a serious dilemma for a lot of people in the end of the day and there's nothing wrong with people standing up at this point because you're not alone they want to make it seem like you're alone but you're not that yo there are protests going on all around the world for this right now and the one advantage that we have in the united states is that in certain states especially in this country you do have a right to bear arms so you know Listen, they're going to want to lock down interstate travel. Remember, too, you know, as much as people hated Trump, he gave us like a lot of wiggle room to be free. You know what I mean? I just learned something the other day. I don't know how it escaped me, but when Trump was in office, he did an emergency use authorization 
for every American to get access to hydroxychloroquine. And what happened? I guess the guy from the FDA or something like that. Somehow someone wiggled and got that canceled and did an emergency use authorization for what's this fucking horrible drug? Remdesivir. Remdesivir. Remdesivir for the treatment of this pathogen. You know? Thank you. Vito said, the world is waiting for America to stand up. We the people are in charge of that. Ashe, I hear that. We are, and we still have the ability to. Listen, we are not in Camp FEMA right now. Y'all are not listening to this transmission from Camp FEMA. You know, we are still able to move through this country. Right now, right now, we can still do that. So we have to fight. We have to push back. Because that's what people do in this country do. That's what Americans do. And so what I was saying about, about Trump with this remdesivir is they, he, he did an emergency use authorization for hydroxychloroquine. And we know that if that's taken in the early stages of the disease, then, you know, it has high efficacy. People can, um, it helps a lot of people. And there's other things too, ivermectin. There's a bunch of things that can help people out. But these people really want our backs against the walls in this situation. And so it's important it, because people need to stand up. But people also need to be educated as they stand up. People have to know the right things to say. You know, if you don't want to get the shot, at least be able to articulate why you don't want to get it. And, you know, one thing, it is your right not to get it. It's your body, your choice. That's the most basic. But also know a little information about the side effects, right? So, there's lots of side effects. One thing to know, all right? It's a synthetic spike protein. Folks, get your pens, papers, notebooks, all that shit, right? Because you're going to have some homework if you don't know this stuff already. Um, Right. See, Fedco, you said soon, soon as they say you can't eat without the shot is when we get in the streets tearing shit up, right? And that's exactly where they want people. That's exactly where they want people, in the streets tearing shit up. They they, they honestly thought they were going to get that in 2020, but people were a little too civilized for that, okay? Uh, 2020, I'm going to speak on 2020 before I go into this next year, right? In 2020, remember, you had the Black Lives Matter protests going on all across this country, and... In the backdrop of the protest, what did you have? You had fireworks and explosions going off from 8, 9 o'clock to 3 a.m., right? About 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. 
every fucking night from about May to July. What was that about? All over the country. You know, you hear some fireworks and then some explosions. When I talk to people, you know, people who think about that kind of in hindsight, that's when they say, oh, yeah, they wanted to disorient people. I heard, I don't know, I heard that that's what they did in the 60s, too. They used to do that, especially in black communities. Um, when there were protests and stuff going on, they would they would light off fireworkers and explosions to disorient people so you can't get sleep, so you get used to the sound of even gunshots, explosions. So let's just say, because they didn't do it, but let's just say they wanted to start their uh, snatch and grab during that time period. You're hearing all these explosions and stuff. You get so used to it that you don't, you can't even distinguish between gunshots, explosions, where the people are fighting back. And now there's gun war going on out in the streets. You, you are so used to that sound that you can't distinguish. Listen, I heard plenty of explosions. I heard fireworks. I heard explosions that sounded like bombs. And then I heard shit that sounded like gunshots. I'm not saying that there was gun war going on. I don't think people were getting shot at all. But there were definitely people firing off guns at night in the midst of all that stuff, okay? And if, if you don't have the keen ear for that and you don't know the difference between those sounds, you, you're going to think, okay, they're all fireworks, right? But push that forward. If this that type of thing were to happen again in the next few months or even next year or even in a couple years, People not re- may not realize that there's actual battles going on, okay? It disorients people. So that was a whole part of, you know, what was going on last year. So all that to say is that they want people in the streets. That's what they thought was going to happen. People eat. Did y'all see the movie The First Purge? If you didn't see the first Purge, it's worth checking out. That's honestly the only one that I've seen. That's the only Purge movie that I've actually seen was the first Purge. And in the first Purge, spoiler alert, in the first Purge, they thought that there was going to be mayhem because they said we need a way to curb violence in this country. They start off in Staten Island, in a black community in Staten Island. And when the people didn't act like savages... That's when they send in the provocateurs to stir shit up a little bit, you know, to create more violence, to create more chaos. That's how the first purge. So if y'all saw the purge movies, that's how the first purge began. You know, and that's what they wanted last year, in my humble opinion. They wanted the purge to start. And it didn't because, again, people were too civilized, you know, people it. People, in the end of the day, the average person wants to be around their friends, their family. They want to raise their children. They want a decent job. They want a decent job or a good job. They want to, They would love to buy a house, to have a car, you know what I mean, to travel the world, to do things that they love to do. People don't want to be bogged down with bills and bullshit and dealing with, you know, having to watch their back left and right. They don't want to go to war. 
They don't want to have to fight with people. They want peace. People generally want peace. We're not the same savages that these global elites are. We are not the same people. And I'm telling you, this is just my opinion. We ain't talking about all this, you know, all that shit in the Bible. You know, all this, you're going to burn in hell like I don't think the average person is going to burn in hell for eternity. I just don't. I think if there is a hell, it's reserved for these type of people because the, the things that they are doing that they have planned for the average human being. If y'all don't know, if y'all don't know, we're seeing it right now. So this goes to the thank you, Tony. Tony Tone, order out of chaos. So, so we're going to go into some of this right now, right? This is what I've learned in the last week or so. So I've had, I've uh, listened to several doctors at this point. One of them, doctor, and you all should write this name down, Dr. Brian Artis, B-R-Y-A-N Artis, A-R-D-I-S. Look up some of his interviews. He has great interviews. Dr. Brian Artis talks about how, I guess he was one of the first people, if not the first, to disclose that remdesivir, R-E-M-D-I-S-I-V, remdes, R-E-M-D-E-S-I-V-I-R. Dr. Fauci made remdesivir the um, part of the protocol for the treatment of people suffering in the hospitals okay the light jones you know so you know so we're going over some stuff that you know what i'm talking about so remdesivir the thing with this drug they used it in the ebola trials a few years ago and it got pulled because it was killing people so what did fauci do fauci is good for this this is why you gotta watch that nigga fauci right um, because Fauci, you remember back under AIDS and HIV, what did he prescribe for AIDS and HIV? AZT. And what did AZT do? What was AZT known to do before it was used for AIDS and HIV? It was known to suppress the immune system and make people more prone to opportunistic diseases. So if you're dealing with someone who has already has um, an altered or a damaged immune system, you're going to give them something that further suppresses their immune system? Scumbaggery. It's a fucking devil. Okay? So, again, with this remdesivir, he brought this in for as the, the standard protocol treatment for COVID, right? And this was last year. So in the hospitals, people would come in, they'd be put on all this stuff, they'd be put on the remdesivir, they'd be put on the ventilators. And when as this drug is going into their bodies at a certain point, it was it would it would cause catastrophic, it would cause kidney damage and multiple, excuse me, kidney failure and multiple organ failure, right? So remember when you had the doctor saying, I've never seen a virus cause kidney failure before, right? It wasn't the virus that was causing kidney failure. It was this drug remdesivir. 
according to Dr. Artis. And with this kidney failure, the body would fill up with its fluids because now the kidneys are pumping and filtering. The body would fill up with fluid and this fluid was being identified and called viral pneumonia, but it was not viral pneumonia, it's pulmonary edema, two very different things. It's edema. When a body has edema, and that's something that you'll see if someone has like, um, <clears throat> there, there's different types of edema. One of them, like if someone has congestive heart failure, then you'll see the edema, their legs are filled up with it. But, you know, pulmonary edema, <clears throat> I guess if the kidneys aren't pumping, then the body, and you're laying on your, and the person's laying on their back, then the, the, the fluid has no place to, to displace. It has no place to leave the body. And so pulmonary edema, the pulmonary edema was being called pneumonia. Then on the other hand, you have the uh, ventilators that are blowing out people's lungs, Okay. Because all they can do is just give them more and more and more. Their lungs are expanding like a balloon and they can't retract. They can't go back. So these people are dying. That's why they were saying anybody that went on a ventilator ended up dying, right? This drug is one of the main causes for that phenomenon that we saw. That was We saw that happening heavily in the United States and especially in New York City. And now we know why because of remdesivir. Is this in the mainstream media? No, it's not. Is it going to be? No, it's not. But, and this is for the people who are not going along with the official narrative, with the state-sponsored narrative. <clears throat> this is your ammunition against these people. This is, you know, there's um <clears throat> there is there are peer reviewed studies i believe about this at at this point and so you have to get your hands on these peer reviewed studies and go through them and i'm sure like you know there there are people that are bringing these lawsuits forward and they will be heard in courts <sighs> there was um there was one of these in, uh, damn, what part of uh, Canada? I can't remember what part of Canada it was now. Maybe it'll come back to me. But basically, this guy, um, what's his last name? King or Rook? Can't remember. But he, he, um, he basically had it admitted in court that they're there their version of the CDC or National Institute of Health, their version of it basically admitted that they do not have this virus isolated and that, that they can't prove that it actually exists because he was, uh, he asked them to show proof that it exists. They can't. All right. Y'all can look that up. Wish I could remember his name off the top. Oh, yeah. Judy Mikovits. She explains it really well. She explains that stuff really well. Um, 
I don't have her book in front of me right now. But yeah, she she explains this whole thing extremely well. And she's used to dealing with Fauci. She's used to dealing with the National Institute of Health and all these these uh, scumbags over there. When it comes to the different treatments, you know, we're um we're still in this emergency use authorization for the shots. If they do approve them, then that's going to be a whole new can of worms. But until then. We have the, the emergency use authorization is only valid if there are no other treatments, especially safer treatments for what's being experienced. You know, <clears throat> the, the EUA, they're going to try to get it. They're going to try to either renew it or they're going to try to get I think I'm hearing that the Pfizer might be approved, but it might not be approved by the FDA, you know? But the language that people need to start speaking right now, what I think people need to start speaking the language of human rights violations, the Geneva Code. The thing with the Geneva Code is the first, the first number one, is it's part of it is informed consent informed consent people are not being uh given informed consent about the uh the dangers of taking the shot they're not being told one that the spike protein is pathogenic on its own it doesn't need a so-called COVID shell to move about because the spike protein in itself is pathogenic. Spike protein is leads to vascular disease, okay? What, what we're being told is a respiratory disease, like, you know, like the flu or like the common cold, <clears throat> is actually a vascular disease. But then it does do, you know, respiratory stuff because it comes out in respiratory droplets. But it's a vascular disease. So the spike protein, excuse me, spike protein, it goes to the lungs, it goes to the heart, it breaches the blood-brain barrier, especially with the adenovirus for some reason. Breach that's the J and J shot. It breaches the blood brain barrier. Both of them breach the blood brain barrier, from what I understand. It goes to um, bone marrow, liver, spleen, kidneys, uh, ovaries, and the gonads. Yeah, spike protein is jacking people up. And you have to use the right language, too, because people are calling it shedding. It's not shedding. It's not shedding because it's not, uh, this isn't the normal vaccine process that's being used, where they use, you know, 
maybe a weakened virus or something like that. It's not shedding. The body is is the body is generating spike protein indefinitely. And the spike protein is coming out. Who knows how? It's coming out through people's breath, through people's sweat. You know, this is how it's coming out of people. So it is transmitting. Oh, yeah. Makes women sterile. Yo, I um, was talking with somebody uh, a week or two ago. She was telling me that she had this thing, this infection last year. She was saying, and she, mind you, she's like 44, 45 years old. She had this thing last year. She never had her period again after that. She went, this thing jump-started her menopause. You hear what I said? She didn't get the shot. She didn't get the shot because she can't. But she said that it jump-started her menopause. I've seen so many accounts of women, whether they got the shot or not, women who are exposed to people who got the shot, who have all kind of menstrual irregularities. You know, they have excess bleeding. You have women who are postmenopausal, who have gone through menopause, who start to bleed. You have young girls, um, two years old, I've heard two years old, four years old, who have started bleeding, menstrual bleeding, if you want to call it menstrual bleeding, if a child can do that, okay? Wow. Chakra now said, we have a woman at the clinic that came out of menopause after 15 years. Wow. Yeah. You know, so 67 years old at full on bleeding. Thank you. And Vido says a lot of a lot of women too who are in menopause are now getting periods. So see, these are this ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, these are different accounts from different women. Like, and this is the information that's being suppressed. And this is the frustration that people like us have because you know, it's one thing if you get in all sides of the conversation. You know, if people are just like on the news, let's say everyone's let's say everyone's presented with all sides of the conversation, then they get to make decisions on their own. But the people are being coerced into taking these toxic chemicals into their bodies, being coerced and forced, strong-armed into taking toxic chemicals into their body. Oh my gosh. Chakra Now TV says other women who refuse to believe us took it and are having daily nosebleeds and headaches. It's fucking horrendous, you know? Um, so with these mandates that are coming up, like this is this is literal literally war against the people. It's war against the people. And I believe that they are whoever they is, the powers that be are willing to are willing to take the consequences, whatever they may be. Those consequences may be depopulation. You know, there's there's a lot of people 
who may not make it out on the other end of this. And that's a reality that we have to face. But, you know, this might be genocide that we're facing right now. And the powers that be are willing to go to these lengths to achieve those ends. Remember, at the beginning of this show, we said 11,000 scientists agreed that in order to protect us from, protect Earth from climate change, that's population control and population reduction. How do you how do you humanely reduce the population? Who decides on which part of the population gets reduced and how it gets reduced? You know? That's where we're at right now. And you should have sat on one hand, but then on the other hand, there are people like y'all, the listeners, who know what's going on out here, and we're not going to be able to do this all, all alone. You know, everybody has a role to play. Everybody has a role to play. Shit is just wild to think that this is where we're at right now. You know? This is where we're at in in 2021. But this is the time where people have to remain vigilant. You know? So I'm facing all kind of censorship on my page right now. This shit is crazy. Y'all have no idea. <laughs> I posted some hot shit in the last couple of days, and I guess I kind of got in trouble for that. Oh, yeah. Chakra Now TV says the lawsuit filed after 45,000 people died within 48 to 72 hours after taking it. Yeah, that's the thing. So that that's one thing that with that lawsuit, I'm glad you brought that up, that – one, a lot of people haven't heard of that lawsuit, but two, they're only counting people that died within three days of taking the shot. Yeah, they, um, they're only counting people that took that shot <clears throat> three days, that died after three, three days after taking the shot. Then they, they didn't do five days, a week, 21 days. You know, and the numbers, the VAERS numbers, all these different reporting sites, VAERS, V-SAFE, like, we don't know exactly how many people have actually died from taking this. And they're not going to tell us, but people are aware at this point, people are aware of the adverse events. Um... Something that Chakra Now TV said, talking about Mike Adams Health Ranger said, they are using the dead bodies to fertilize our food. I think they're calling it bio-sludge. Bio-sludge, something like that. They're liquefying the bodies. 
And the liquid is being used to fertilize the food. Yo, this is like some soiling green shit. And if y'all see the movie Soiling Green, it's crazy that you say that because in the movie Soiling Green, you see, once they do it, they do it the bodies because they have this euthanasia thing. You know, people go in and then, you know, they get euthanized to some nice music and some nice, nice scenery <clears throat> on the TV screen. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Bio sludge. Just check it out. You know, a human fertilizer. You, you'll see it. It's not, it's no bullshit. But in the movie Soiling Green, you would see the, the bodies would come in, they'd go through the conveyor belt, then they would be dropped into the liquid. You don't see what happens during a big bat, these big bats. Then the next thing you know, you see the, uh, <laughs> the Soiling Green chips come out on the other side. That's basically like what's going on, except for they're putting in an extra step and they're fertilizing people's food with it. It is so fucking disgusting. It's insane that this is where we're at right now. You know? And and one thing is not for people to be scared because fear is a tool that's used to keep people off kilter. There's no need to be afraid right now. Right, as if the baby eating wasn't bad enough. I think it's, I mean, you know, there's this fight. <laughs> the Children of Men. That's one of my favorite movies. You should just watch that. You just watch that as soon as possible because the, you know that's that's where we're at right now. Because then children of men, the the, ba- the women can't have babies, and and children of men is like a, a couple years from now too. It's like twenty twenty seven or something like that. I think it takes place. It's not like that far into the future. It takes place pretty much right now. This is like the beginnings of the children of men, where the women can't have babies. Nobody knows why, you know. They've had plagues and wars and everything. And, you know, the, it's one of it's a British movie, so it's the you know anytime you have a, a British post-apocalyptic movie or dystopian movie, they talk about the former United States. <laughs> Always talk about that shit. Children Men is one of my favorite movies, one of my top movies. I saw it when it first came out. It's a really good movie, but. It'll show you, like, you'll see so many semblances of what we're experiencing today, you know? It's wild. But, you know, you can't let these people get us down. That's that's part of the fight. It's a vibrational war. And we always say this, especially in this show, where it's an individual battle and it's a collective battle. But if we are all individually strong then collectively we are that much stronger look at the cells in the body look at the cells in the human body you have some cells you have red blood cells that carry nutrients around you have lymphatic cells that eat disease out of the body you have different types of lymphatic cells that that eat disease out of the body and clean it up and if there's something that's damaging the body a pathogen you're your immune system is going to respond and find a way to 
package it up and remove it out of your body. Even something like cancer, that is the, the cells in your body, that is um, cells in your body growing erratically. Or, you know, maybe they're not experiencing cell death for whatever reason. It could be because of toxins for so many reasons, right? But the tumors that people get in their bodies is the body's way of protecting the rest of the body from that pathogen. So every cell in the body has its place. But if you don't feed yourself the right things, then like even the integrity of your red blood cells is going to be compromised, okay? If you don't put the right things into your body. So just like that, that's what we're like out here, you know? So each red blood cell, as long as the integrity of that red blood cell is right, then it's going to be able to carry nutrients around. It's going to be able to carry oxygen to where it needs to go. But if the integrity of that cell is compromised, then it needs to go to the spleen. It needs to go to the, the, the cell graveyard and then be reintegrated into the body and turned into something else. But if the mechanisms are broken down for that to be done, if then, you know, disease is going to occur in the body. So that's why everybody, just like those cells, everybody needs to be individually strong so that we can play our role for the whole of humanity. Because where we're at right now, they're trying to take us out. They're trying to have us bogged down with fear. And, you know, for me, and I, I think it's like this for a lot of y'all too, for me, fear, you know, I, I don't really have that fear in me. And so I guess that causes me to move differently. And I know people, a lot of people who just don't have that inherent fear inside of them. And once you no longer fear, especially when it comes to death, like once you no longer have a fear of death, I don't want to die. I have no plans of dying anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I'll be here for a long time. I'm trying to live to like, I'm like 140 years old. Fuck that. Like good strapping 142. But once you get over that fear of death, then it makes you dangerous, you know, because you can't be swayed by fear propaganda. Like I look at like religion, it's fear propaganda. What we see on the news, war and bullshit is fear propaganda. They, they want people scared and shook and paralyzed by fear. And they have a lot of people paralyzed by fear. And so that's going to bring down our collective vibration because we do have a collective vibration and we have a, you know, the Schumann residence, you got to look at the Schumann residence. The Schumann residence is like an assessment of our collective vibration, basically. And it impacts the earth. It impacts every living being. And if we are allowed or if we allow our vibration to come down too low, then even this earth is going to be impacted by it. I remember asking my grandma years ago, because we were talking about the wars and all this stuff. I said, Grandma, what's going on? She said something to me like, 
She said, because we were talking about nature and the weather and the fires. She was saying that something like what we're seeing in nature is what we're seeing in human beings, you know? As if like what's in our minds and in our hearts is projecting itself onto nature. And, and you know, in like the literal sense of the word, that's what's going on for real. Because, yeah, thank you, you said it. The 5G, the smart meters, smart meters, bio warfare, like in the literal sense, yeah, that's what's going on. You got some psychopaths out here. Like I got to touch on the fires and the natural disasters because, again, talking about the title, War Against the People, right? So we are seeing these wildfires all over the world right now. We're seeing them in Greece, possibly in Turkey, in Russia, California, right? We're seeing floods, massive floods in Europe, in China. All right, you live in Cali. Yeah, I used to live in Cali. I know, like, oh, shit, I've been, a few of those fires, I've been very close. In California. Other places, we have the, the wildfires are being caused by smart meters. Because the smart meters, I mean, th there was times, and thank you to, to the people, you know, like I think Logic Before Authority on YouTube is one of them. There are people who will literally watch the radars, recording the radars live, and showing how, like, okay, there was a blackout in California, right? blackout said maybe it was because going to be a power maybe because of the weather that was coming right but then that power needs to go somewhere then you would see a power surge in some place and that was a fire popping off and this person was able to identify how it, it was pg and e shit right if you know what pg and e is you know what it is they deal with weather modification and all that stuff too but they showed how basically that, that power was being redirected to cause these power surges and cause these spontaneous wildfires. These wildfires, it's not like, like Smokey the Bear, you know what I'm saying? Only you can prevent forest fires. Like, no, a fucking community will spontaneously catch on fire. Like, that is completely different. We're talking about houses spontaneously catching on fire, okay? And then when they go and do the, the damage assessment, and these are, you know, these certain, because there's, there's um fire firefighters who talk about this stuff. When they go to do the damage assessment, they can see where the fire started, and oftentimes it's from the smart meters. Because those smart meters, the smart meters are pure fuckery. We don't have time to talk about it now, but it's pure fuckery. Because they are control mechanisms. They are like physical control and monitoring mechanisms. They monitor the, the appliances in your house and, and kind of how people are moving in your house. But then they also put off these uh, toxic signals. These, you know, this is the, the, the like 5G type stuff. And, you know, transmitting, transmitting signals over long distances is never good for your brain and your reproductive system. Just put it like that, you know. 
the smart meters are all the way fucked up, but they're also being used to cause these massive wildfires. Another thing is the directed energy weapons. I have seen more than a few videos of, I mean, you see the pictures, the photos of things coming down from the sky. Okay, that could be a directed energy weapon, but then when it's caught on a radar and you see the directed energy weapon, you see the fucking beam, because it's a heat signature, beaming down onto a certain place that's having a wildfire. Yeah, directed energy weapons. And then, apparently, Antifa motherfuckers are still going around starting fires. That's a whole other part of this, too. Going to these rural areas and starting these fires because they are philosophically driven agents of chaos and they are also cannon fodder. They are not like the Operation Gladio motherfuckers because Gladio motherfuckers will not get caught doing that shit or are less likely to get caught. These Antifa motherfuckers, these are regular dumbasses who are going out there starting these fires, maybe because they are in line with the climate agenda. They feel that, you know, and this is just my speculation, but they're probably told that, you know, People need to be, be be a little more serious about this climate crisis. So let's go start some fires to convince people that we need, because that's the way these type of motherfuckers think, okay? So that's how we know fires are being started for sure. Then we know about, I mean, the bunker fuel, which is being sprayed up into, you know, you have these ships, these barges that are just cruising around in the bunker fuel. That is like the most... Um, Basically, like the lowest grade fuel that can be used on ships and barges, and the amount of pollution that it puts off is disgusting. And so you have these barges that are just spewing bunker fuel. They're not doing anything. They're just cruising around. They might not even have be fully manned by human beings. They might be remote control, for all I know. But you, but under certain radars, you can see the path of smoke and soot that they are putting up. No pollution that humans are putting out, like the amount of pollution that they put up in a few days can be equivalent to what all of us are putting out over years, over a year. You know what I'm saying? Then you got the chemtrails, all this shit, the the chemtrails, solar radiation management. You got the harp, which we know can cause earthquakes, okay? Haiti. It hasn't come out yet that that's what... Uh, created this earthquake, but it, in my opinion, it's likely that it did. Okay? So you have all these different ways they're bombarding us right now. And that's why folks need to familiarize themselves with the uh, the report from Iron Mountain. Write that down, the report from Iron Mountain. There's so much shit. You can download the PDF, but you can also read. There's a, a documentary on YouTube and it's probably on the other ones, the bit shoot and all that other stuff, the report from Iron Mountain, where they lay out what they want to do. They want to, because at some point, one, these people believe that war is inevitable and that war is, you know, part of human evolution. They love war. They love that shit. But they realize that war is not sustainable. So they need to change people from a war economy to a different type of economy, where basically the power elites are in power. The people are disarmed, and there is peace and stability um, 
in their image, the way that they want to see it. That's what the report from Iron Mountain is about. They say that we will destroy the, they say that basically they, they will destroy the earth and destroy the environment in order to convince people to become militant environmentalists. Say, hold on, stop the wars because we need to focus on the environment. That's what this whole shit is about. This was written, this was published and publicized in 1967. That's why if you're going to even think about Agenda 21, Agenda 20, what, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, you got to go to the report from Iron Mountain first. Yeah. Um... You got thrown off a of Con Air property going down to show them how broken out I was asking them to take it out. Oh, yeah, those, yo, those, yeah, exactly, because those smart meters, I mean, I'm sure they, they impact the amount of oxygen, you know, because, you know, like 5G, it changes, it changes the oxygen, it changes the amount of oxygen in the direct, uh, in, in the immediate environment. You know, um, yeah, Chakra TV now saying it was difficult to breathe. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and um, yeah, the light, that light Jones says for the last couple of weeks in California, we can't breathe because it's so smoky. Yeah, that shit is foul. We actually had some of that stuff. We had some of that smoke sift over here to California, excuse me, to New York. It's funny because I was outside looking today and... I was noticing how smoky it is out here. You know, it's lightly smoking. You're looking, you're like, is that is that smoke over there? It's coming from California. Listen, they want people convinced. Listen, the people are rebelling right now. This is another period of rebellion. And that same fire that people had even in 20, 2019, it's it's still here. A lot of it is being directed inwardly at the people, by the people, but it's still here in the end of the day. And it's being directed back at the government, at the appropriate officials. You know, that's where we're at right now. So it's important to just keep up that pressure and don't let them scare you. You know, like you see, we had a troll in here earlier talking that shit. Fuck that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not scared by that shit, whatever they're talking about. Cause this is the page that we're on. I'm telling you, man, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You just got to keep the pressure on these motherfuckers and, and continue to be educated on these topics. And the thing is, now this is good, you know, this might fuck your head up too. Probably not. But all this attention that we're putting on this virus right now, that is just this virus. That is just this approach to this virus. But inevitably, they're going to want to throw different shit at us that has nothing to do with this. And we got to be able to adjust. 
that's the kicker. We got to be able to adjust and move. You know what I'm saying? You got to be light on your feet. This is why I always say you want to have non-perishable, nutrient-dense superfoods on hand, whatever those may be. Different dried beans. Dried beans are a great source of, of uh, nutrition. The one challenge with dried beans and rice, rice too, you know what I'm saying? That'll fill up your belly. One thing with those is if you don't have access to water, then they, I don't know what you're doing with that. So you're not doing nothing with that. Okay? So I have canned beans. Try to have ones that are in non-BPA cans. Okay? The way I measure it out, one can of beans is one meal for one person. How many cans do you need for a week? Okay, let's say you have one meal a day or maybe two meals a day. Then you could stretch those cans a little more. Sometimes we don't have space to store this stuff, you know? But then also you have Moringa. The Moringa, you know what I mean? I found my, where I source my Moringa, I get it. It's like bags of Moringa leaves. It's just as good as the Moringa powder. I like the Moringa leaves. You can make tea with it. You can put it in smoothies. If it is a desperate situation where there's no power, you can eat that. You just eat a little bit, a little pinch of Moringa leaves every day because Moringa is one of those uh, foods that has, you know, I think has all of the 90 essential nutrients or a lot of them. Sea moss is another one. Get you some sea moss. That's one that you should always have on deck. Get you those 90 essential nutrients because remember we talked about the cells. You want to make sure that you are feeding your cells all the minerals that they need in any given day. Superfoods like chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. There's probably other seeds that are really good too. Um, keep some essential oils around. Eucalyptus, clove, lemon, frankincense, if you can get your hands on it, um, tea tree, because these things, these type of things, uh, cinnamon, these type of things, you can mix them, you can put them together, you can put them in spray bottles, spray your environment, because when there are pathogens, listen, I started making thieves oil almost a decade ago, because again, I knew that a pandemic was coming. So like I said, around 2012, 2012-ish, maybe 2013 was probably 2012, I started making my own thieves oil. Keep these type of oils around you, you know? Um, Definitely have first aid kit, um, have weapons, especially if you're in a pro two state or just if you're in a state where you can easily get firearms, get those shits and just keep them on deck. Have firearms, but then also know how to use them and have plenty of ammunition, you know? You don't, you don't want to be in the streets when shit goes down. You don't want to be in the street when shit's going down. <laughs> you say, you watch what I make. <laughs> right, because you see, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to let people know. I'm trying to let people know. Listen, I'm, I'm not the best, but I try. I try my best. You know, like one thing that you see that, that I make is... Uh, like the curry cashews. You know, I like cashews. I like curry. That shit tastes delicious. It takes like 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? You just throw some. 
I throw a little tamari on there. I throw some oil, some tamari, a little cashew, shake that shit around, throw it in the pan, throw it in, in the oven, put it in there for like 10 minutes maybe. You got curry cashews. You know what I'm saying? It's a little healthy snack. Better than that, all the shit you're going to find off the, on the shelf because all that stuff, it has chemicals in it, all kind of stuff, you know? So it's about putting things into our body that that really feed our body and not being full of toxins, you know? Um, I like to drink liquid chlorophyll, spirulina, chlorella. Sometimes I drink, um, I'll make like smoothies with... Uh, with cilantro, those type of things help to draw heavy metals out of your body. Out of your body, those are good for oral chelation. I'm sure there's other things good for oral chelation too. Um, bentonite clay, that's another one. When I take baths, I take baths often with. Uh... So I'll tell you what. This is something I learned more recently, but alfalfa is a good way to help draw the more gallons out of your body, the nanotechnology out of your body. So when I take a bath, it's the alfalfa straw. Put in some kind of natural soap. I've heard people say borax. Um, there's other organic soaps that you can push. Uh, um, Epsom salt, bentonite clay. And just soak in there. Just soak. You know what I mean? And then when it comes time to clean that stuff up, make sure you use rubber gloves or something where you don't have to really physically touch that straw. Okay? You know, so imagine now you're drinking your chlorella, spirulina, um, cilantro mixture, pulling that stuff out of your cells, and then you're jumping in the bathtub and pulling that nanotechnology off your skin. And then after that bath, shower and use some of that Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap. Yo, when I tell you, yo, that my skin, after I do that, my skin feels crazy clean. Like that shit feels good. Feels real good. You know? So these are the type of things that, that we have to do and prepare ourselves for this war that we're in right now. And I, I hate to like sound like I'm exaggerating when I say war, but we are in war and we're, we're fortunate because we can have these conversations over the airwaves. Oh, see, they're kicking people off. I'm telling you, that's why you go to onthewakeupradio.com. I'm telling you. This is... um. You know, we're fortunate that we can have these conversations over the the airwaves right now. And maybe it's just to be monitored, but who the fuck cares? You know what I'm saying? Because at least we're able to pass this information on to each other. So, boy, you want me to repeat that bath again? The bath, and I got this one from, I don't know, I've heard. It was a couple people over the years. But alfalfa and the alfalfa, if, okay, the alfalfa, Epsom salt, bentonite clay, you have some kind of organic soap. I've heard like 
listen, I've heard borax, I've heard organic laundry detergent. You're not putting a whole lot just to drop in there. Personally, I use like Dr. Bronner's soap, one of his types of soaps. And I think that's organic soap enough. Soak in that, then after you soak, you want to uh, shower off with the Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap. And when I tell you, your skin, your skin is going to feel clean, okay? The chlorella, spirulina, um, cilantro combination, putting them together, that's good for oral chelation. that help you to... Um, get some of those heavy metals out of your body because we're constantly breathing in all this, um, you know, these heavy metals that they're spraying out of the sky, stuff from the environment, all that. So those are the things you, I, like, I think it's probably good to take those in combination with each other, like take the chlorella, spirulina, cilantro, liquid chlorophyll, put that in the drink, drink that, jump in the tub and do the, um, you know, to help to pull those heavy metals and that nanotechnology out of your body. And when you, like, you'll even after, especially after you shower and wash that stuff off, you're going to look and you're going to see this. It's almost like dust in the fucking tub, yo. I think that's the nanotechnology. I've heard, I don't know, but I've heard that if you put that under a black light, then you're going to see that it's the nanotech. But we're in, like, a constant daily war against this shit, you know? So it's just every day or every day that you can Every day it's about improving ourselves, making ourselves stronger and stronger weapons against what's being used. Yes, we're in a spiritual war. So, look, what they're trying to do to us, they're trying to do this full spectrum dominance thing right now. And, and um, Ilana Friedland, Ilana Friedland is constantly talking about this. She's written several books, Full Spectrum Dominance. Look her up. Ilana, E-L-A-N-A Friedland, Friedland, listen, type it up. You'll find her name. She does, she has a lot of talks on YouTube as well. But she wrote, wrote the book, Full Spectrum Dominance. Yeah. And in, in Full Spectrum Dominance, she's, you know, part of what she's explaining is that they're trying to turn us into living antennas. <laughs> Living antenna, they want us to be, they want humans to be, and pretty much every animal and tree and thing, they want to turn into antennas. They want to bring the ionosphere down here. The ionosphere is supposed to be like hundreds of miles in the, uh, in the sky or something like that, or, you know, far enough up in the sky. But they want to bring it, there are thousands of feet in the sky, I should say. But they want to bring the ionosphere down here and they want to make us into antennas. And I really think they want us to, you know, get us to the point where we are communicating electronically through our minds or with our minds, which is crazy. I want to show you all something. So this is for all the people that are listening on IG right now. You see this? reusable produce bags these bags are great they're breathable you can put all that stuff because chakra now tv said yes i've been putting it off since it sounds messy this is i got these right here so that i can actually soak without having all this stuff 
You know, this is like $1.99 for two bags. It is messy. But if you put it in a produce bag, then you can just, you know, dump the stuff, turn it inside out in the garbage, and thoroughly wash your bag. And um, I'm still figuring out how I'm going to wash it. But that's the least of my problem because at least now I won't have to clean up all that stuff from the bathtub because that shit is annoying. And yes, it is messy. The biggest thing is the alfalfa. That's the biggest thing. That's the messiest part. All the other stuff, the Epsom salt, the bentonite clay, that stuff just flushes out, you know? Get you some bags. These bags are handy to have around, trust me, for different things. But <clears throat> and so even like, <clears throat> you know, kind of where I'm at right now, and I always say this, like I've had the luxury of time to prepare for this. And I'm not even saying I'm fully prepared for where we're at. I'm a little prepared, and I'm probably better prepared for than a lot of people who haven't been thinking about this stuff. But we all have to do what's best for us. You have to gear your life so that you can, you know, kind of adjust to where we're at. I don't know if there's a recipe. I just put in a nice amount. You know what I'm saying? I put in a cup or two of Epsom salt. I put in a nice little handful of the alfalfa and the alfalfa. So here's some game on the alfalfa. If you don't know, the alfalfa. And, like, I don't always like giving out sources to stuff because, like, where I source my stuff, just in case. You know what I'm saying? You know, fuck around, this goes viral, and now I can't get the shit that I need. But I'm going to tell you, you know where you get your alfalfa? pet store <laughs> you go to the pet store go to the gerbil section and you get that shit from the gerbil section it's alfalfa it's straw alfalfa straw if you live like in a farm type of environment then you can just go you know you could probably go you could probably go over to the this place where you can buy straw yeah, the pet store. You can go over this place where you can buy straw, big ass bales of straw. You know what I'm saying? Like 10, 20 pounds, 20, 30 pound bales of straw. They're probably more than that. They're probably like 30, 40 pounds. <laughs> Y'all know. Yeah, the pet store. You know, you can get the big ones, or but in the pet store, you get the, you know, go to the gerbil section. It's the straw that you put down, you know, gerbils, rats, hamsters, all that shit. And get you a nice little bag, a bag like that. You know what I'm saying? And that bag should last a long time. You don't have to put a whole lot in there. Because you'll see, when you put it into the tub, you see, it's, you know, it's a decent amount. Like, you don't need a whole lot. And someone said that they think that, and this was, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of speculation on why the shit works. But for whatever reason, it works. And so they say, oh, because there's more, what they say, more bioavailability or something like that in that. So the more gelins, they see that and they go swim to that. Fuck that. Get that out of my system. To me, it reminds me of like, this is going to sound disgusting to people, but I've heard cases where people have um, tapeworms and stuff like that. And so, you know, you would take like pork chop. And someone would sleep with a pork chop next to their, 
backside. You know what I'm saying? And in nighttime, the tapeworm's gonna come out of your asshole and wrap around the pork chop. <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens when you hang with holistic elders. They tell you some shit, okay? <laughs> in the nighttime, the pork chop. In in, in the nighttime. The worm is going to come out of your asshole and wrap around the pork chop because that's more appealing to it. Or like putting a warm glass of milk. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, parasites love pork. That's all I'm going to say about that. They love that shit. Or like, or like if you put a warm glass of milk. I've just been told, I don't know how well this works, but like if you put a warm glass of milk next to your bed, like it's supposed to help pull out the parasites or something like that, pull out like certain worms and stuff like that. I know this shit is fucking crazy and horrendous, but this is just what I've learned in my years, you know? Like, hey, this is what some people do. <laughs> I've never tried it. But I've been told by elders, you know, by certain elders that that is a thing that's done to pull, you know, to help get um, like tapeworms out of people, you know? That's a whole other thing. Because, you know, we got to find ways to get these parasites out of us. But, so that's how I'm looking at the, um, you know, the Morgellons leaving the body for the straw. I think just whatever's in that straw is just, is just attracted to it. Like, they'd rather go to that, hang out with that, than be in your body. And that's okay with me. Oh, uh, raw pork. You take a raw pork chop and try that. This is what I've been told. You take a raw pork chop and try that out. Yeah, they, they parasites love pork because even the type of parasite that's in them can't really be cooked out of them. It just kind of hangs out in there. Like I don't think you could put enough heat on it for the pork to still be delicious. And you know, most meat, every meat has parasites. Period. But the parasites in pork is just a little stronger. Listen, folks. About to wrap it up. It's late. Still might soak <laughs> tonight. But you know, especially <laughs> Listen, I'm not telling anybody to do this. Consult with your doctor. This is not medical information. Consult with your doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you you know, if you feel you're going to do something that's dangerous, I'm just telling you what I do for myself. Everything but the pork thing. I don't, I don't, I don't put the, uh, I, I, don't, I don't put the pork chop anywhere around there because I'm not trying to do that shit. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, try it out. You know, try it out. Be safe. Um, you, you, you may or may not see something. If you have a black light, you can look in the water. You know, we're filled with this nanotechnology. So whether we see it or not, it's in us. It's, it's, it's I don't know about laying on a pork chop. Listen, if y'all do, if you do and something comes out, send me the picture. I won't post it or anything, but <laughs> I would love to see that shit because I deal with medical stuff all the time. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm interested in the body. I'm interested in things that come out of the body. I know it sounds crazy, but the more, you know, we can understand 
what's coming out of the body, the more we understand our bodies, you know? Because we got a lot of stuff. People got all kind of parasites, all kind of shit in there. Yeah, send me a picture. I, you know, I won't put you on blast. I won't post it or anything like that. <laughs> if you got a worm wrapped around a pork chop, I want to see that shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, folks, thank you so much. You know, we're going, if you're living in New York, then shit, in a few hours, we're going to see what it really is out here with this, um, you know, with these vaccine mandates. Just remember that we're all in this together and they can't stop us all in the end of the day. We got to get our meditation up and, you know, focus on what you want more than what you don't want. Focus on what you want more than what you don't want. That's the thing. We need to focus on the world that we want to create and not what they want to create for us because that's part of the battle right now. As we can see playing out, I ain't even talk about this cocksucker Andrew Cuomo finally resigned from office. That son of a bitch. You know, Epstein's, Jeffrey Epstein associate, Governor Andrew Cuomo has resigned and will step down in two weeks. Two weeks, motherfucker? He should be gone yesterday. But okay, whatever. You know, so stuff like that is happening. So just be mindful, kind of keep your first eye open and just, you know, don't be fooled. Don't don't be distracted. We got this storm coming in now, this tropical storm about to hit IET. Um Oh, yeah, you talk about McInerney, about, she said, did you see the post that Kaylee McInerney did about Cuomo killed thousands of people? Yeah, he resigned. He resigned. Yeah, borax in the bathwater. Yeah, borax. Just a, I don't think you put a lot, just a little bit, just a little bit of borax. But they, they say to use um organic soap. I've heard a few people say borax. I've never personally used the borax. I usually use Dr. Bronner's soap. But I'm going to, you know, i got to find some borax, and I'll try it out, and I'll let you know how it goes. But, yeah, yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, Cuomo killed thousands of people. Remember, in the beginning, of, if you didn't see that here, the beginning of the show, we talked about the protocols that were being used, some of the protocols that are being used on people in the... Uh, in the hospitals, you know? So I can only imagine what we haven't heard and the, the, the details that we haven't heard. But everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, definitely check us out, you know, on the wakeupradio.com. We also have uh, our, our own social media platform, otwtube.com. That's otwtube. It's like YouTube, but otw. On the wake up, otwtube.com. Go check that out. Create an account because so what's going on on otwtube right now is that of the videos, a lot of videos that are being deleted off of other social media platforms, they are popping up on otwtube.com, and that's great because we need more of that because we need a digital record so that people can go there and research for themselves. That's what this is all about. It's about accumulating the knowledge, you know, um, 
Oh yeah, Chakra Now TV. Yo, you are on it, yo. That's right. Don't ever go to Elmhurst Hospital. I stay the fuck away from there. Cause you know, you know just like I know what they're doing over there, okay? I don't know if you saw the perspectives on the pandemic with Nurse Erin, but I saw that shit. That was haunting right there. Yo, they're starting this all over again. This whole thing with the uh, with the ventilators. This is like another round of genocide right here. And this time you have people who have been taking the shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He sent infected people back to rest homes to infect uninfected people. Yeah, he's a scumbag. He's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, man. Yo, I'm telling you, and see, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is what I try to tell people. This is what I try to tell y'all. Like, <clears throat> the information that we present on this show, it's a, this is a culmination of, you know, like, yo, people are sending me information every day and giving me, say, they say, hey, brother, you should look this up. Check this out. And I check it out. Then I go down my rabbit holes and then I come and I present it to the people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the one doing this homework. Like, I do my own homework, but I'm going to the people who have been doing the research and experts in the field who I feel haven't been completely compromised. Yeah, these people are complete, they're grimy. And, and so I feel like if more people know the information that we have collectively, like this small, whatever this small tribe is of people who have this information and who are doing their best to put it out, if more people have the information, then we're going to see, if you want to call it a movement, you're going to see it grow because like we are on a short timetable. These motherfuckers are trying to have us in lockstep out here. They're trying to lock down the country. My last thing I'm going to say is remember Deagle, 2025 the deagle forecast for 2025 deagle 2025 folks they're trying to have folks out here i mean they said that the u.s population will be 80 percent fewer people by 2025 they said this from back in 2015 all right so we got four years to figure out what the fuck they're talking about and to change the trajectory of that timeline. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Big shout out to all of you, the listeners, the On The Wake Up Radio Army. Big shout out to the On The Wake Up Radio family. Tune in to our great shows. That's right. You got to keep protesting. Big shout out to my co-host, my brother, John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Blue Podcast. Couldn't be here tonight. Big shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne. Cindy Ashby On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators 
otwtube.com uncensored free speech platform